from the very heart of the Nipty Radio recording studios high above 107 Columbia, with both eyes on Eagle Street awaiting any new decision from the Court of Appeals, welcome. Today we will be discussing grand jury representation timeframes, when they do and do not apply. There are three different situations where the people will commonly represent the case to the grand jury. The first is where the court has inspected the grand jury minutes and determined there is an error or errors that require dismissal of a count or counts or the entire indictment, and the court gives the people leave to represent. Number two, the people determine that they wish to present additional evidence to an already indicted case to add additional charges, and the original grand jury has disbanded. Number three, the people determine on their own that there is an error in the presentation and they decide to represent before the defense makes its motion to inspect and dismiss or before the court makes a decision as to the defendant's motion to dismiss. When the court rules there are errors that require representation or the reduction of a count, there are time frames in which the people must act. There are, however, other time frames related to these representations that do not impact the time frame in which the people have to act, and these have created a good deal of confusion over the course of time as to what exactly are the people's responsibility time-wise in representing a case. When the court dismisses a count or counts of an indictment, the people may represent those counts to a new grand jury as long as they have been given leave by the court and the basis of the dismissal was one of those enumerated in the statute CPL 210.20 subdivision 4. There is no time limitation on how long the people have to represent other than the available speedy trial time. Now there is a 45-day period which comes into play when the court dismisses the indictment in its entirety with leave to represent. But these 45 days have nothing to do with setting a time limitation on the ADA's representation. This 45-day period, found in CPL 210.459, is how long a securing order or bail can be set on a defendant awaiting the representation when the entire indictment has been dismissed. If the 45-day period expires and the representation has not taken place, there can no longer be a securing order to hold the defendant. However, as written in the final paragraph of CPL 210.45 sub 9, the expiration of the securing order does not terminate the effectiveness of the order authorizing resubmission. There is a 30-day period which applies in cases where counts have been reduced by the inspecting court. This does serve as a limitation on how long you have to represent as to the dismissed count. When the court inspecting the grand jury minutes determines there is insufficient evidence to support a specific count, but there is sufficient evidence to support a lesser included offense or offenses, the people are then given an opportunity to represent the case or to make other decisions. Basically, they have three options from which to choose. Number one, represent. Number two, appeal the judge's determination. Or three, accept the judge's ruling by filing a new indictment with the reduced count or counts. Please see CPL 210.20 subdivision 6. Now the purpose of this stay is to prevent the judge from reducing and then immediately taking a plea with the new reduced top count. 
you must act within 30 days. Failure to do so will result in the order to reduce taking effect, and you will be precluded from representing the reduced counts. If you need more time than the 30 days, you must seek leave of the court for this additional time before the 30 days have expired. You must show the court good cause as to why you need the extra time. Please see CPL 210.20 subdivision 6B. Failure to do this will result in the order to reduce taking effect and you will not be able to represent as to the dismissed top count. To clear up any confusion that may still exist, the question is raised, is the DA permitted to represent a case to the grand jury that has been indicted without the leave of the court? The answer to this is yes. Please see People v. Cade, a 1989 Court of Appeals decision in which the court clearly stated that there is no need to seek leave to represent an already indicted case. If a representation results in a dismissal, it also results in the dismissal of the existing indictment as to every one of the counts resubmitted in the new presentation. Please see the case of People v. Franco from the Court of Appeals in 1995. This is very important to remember because often, if you want to represent a case to add additional charges, it is not imperative that you also vote the original charges that exist in the original indictment. If an indictment is dismissed because it was superseded, it can properly be reinstated when the superseding indictment is found to be procedurally defective. Please see the case of People v. Frederick from the First Department, 2009. Please be sure to read today's NIPTI practice tip in order to secure the case law and statutory authority for the positions presented here. Also remember that there are numerous other grand jury themed practice tips available for you to see and to read and to listen to. They include grand jury evidentiary issues, CPL 19050 issues, amending indictments, duplicitous and multiplicitous pleadings, elevating crimes based on previous convictions, and joinder of multiple defendants on a single indictment. As always, our thanks to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. To everyone, be well and stay ready, my friends.